Record. There you go. Okay. Bars flashing. The tape's rolling. I think I just recorded like 30 minutes of audio without actually recording. So let's give this another go. Welcome back, everybody, to Way Downtown, episode two. We made it to week two. Uh, I know I'm a day late. Today is Thursday, at uh, the time of recording. Thursday, currently 3.43 p.m. Uh, I know I said Wednesday, 6 p.m., but I got busy yesterday uh, with work, uh, with my family's business, and I had a physio appointment, and it was just a big mess yesterday. I didn't have the time to sit down and record, and I just thought instead of recording late at night and releasing late at night to try and kind of like get it out as quick as possible, wait till the next day, watch the next day of games, and release a quality piece for you guys. Uh, so for whoever's watching on YouTube, I think you'll notice that, oh, you know what, I think I'm a bit off center of the camera. Let me move. Is that better? I can't really see. I'm going to roll with this. Okay. For those of you watching on YouTube, um, you'll notice I'm at a little bit of a different camera angle today, episode two. Still figuring it out. Um, I think it looks better like this. I didn't really like last week's angle. It was kind of a bit on a, on a, I don't know, the on a, on a corner maybe? I don't know. It, it was coming like looking at the side of my, more to my side profile than straight on. This one is straight on. Uh, anyway, let me stop yapping about that. So, basketball. So, big week for the NBA. Um, and that means there's a lot to talk about. So, obviously, I want to cover today the 76ers. Um, and Kelly Oubre, his accident. We'll talk about that a little bit. The Pacers, and more specifically, Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, I want to talk about them. I really want to talk about Tyrese. He's been fantastic as of lately. I don't want to say surprising. I don't want to say shocking, but it is a little bit out of the blue, uh, that kind of step he's taken. Um, and I'm happy for the kid. You know, he's really he's really looking good. And uh, we'll go more into depth about that soon. Uh, I'll talk about kind of the general power rankings. Um, I really want to discuss the Mavericks, more specifically Derek Lively. Um, the Mavericks, I think they're off to a 9-3 start, so this should be a fun topic. Uh, and the Bulls. Um, the Bulls are in an, interest, an interesting spot. Obviously, articles coming out now that they're looking to trade Levine, or they're discussing that with Zach, and he's on board. Um, hear that voice crack? That's embarrassing. So, I can't say I'm surprised, honestly, with the whole Zach Levine trade rumor thing, because this has been brewing for a while, I feel. Uh, the Bulls have always been on and off. Um, they haven't been able to find consistency. And, you know, I, 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 I date this back to the whole Lonzo injury. Uh, but anyways, I don't want to talk too much about that now. We'll get on with that later in the episode. Uh, the Warriors-Wolves had a fight yesterday, as did the Lakers and Grizzlies. But the Warriors-Wolves is a bit more spicy. Draymond just got five-game suspension, so we'll talk about that more. Uh, Rudy Gobert was interesting. And Chet and Wembenyama had their first regular season matchup. A little bit underwhelming, but as I said, we'll discuss that soon. So, to start off, the 76ers. Um, they just played the Celtics today and lost, unfortunately. Classic Sixer fashion, get manhandled by Celtics role players. Uh, Al Horford, whenever he plays in Wells Fargo Center against Philly, turns into the greatest center of all time, unfortunately. Couldn't do that with us for some reason, but I don't know. Maybe it's a personal thing. It's frustrating. Derek White as well was amazing today, um, and they just, they they didn't have an answer, uh, the Sixers, they looked a bit sluggish coming off of back-to-back, um, but I do want to discuss their hot start, so 
The Sixers started off, I think it was 8-1. and one. Uh, Their only loss coming against the Bucs. Uh, and it was a bit controversial. Uh, referee calls were a bit off in that game. There was a blatant mistravel. Giannis rebounded his own air ball. Um, not to say the Sixers didn't lose the game themselves. I did think they deserved to win. Few turnovers down the stretch. Um, miscommunication on defense. It was the first game of the season. I think the NBA wanted to see Giannis and Lillard freak time win their first game together. Um, but, you know, I can't say we didn't lose the game ourselves. Or I'm not on the team. They didn't lose the game themselves. Um, but coming off of that, they had a really great run. Eight-game streak. Beat teams like the Celtics and the Suns. Uh, and they looked really good doing it. Um, Maxi had 50 against the Pacers two games ago. And the, the arena, I thought the roof was going to fly off. Um, it was very impressive. Uh, and the leap that Tyrese Maxi has taken in the last year, two years, especially now without James Harden, is very impressive. Um, he fell to 21 in the draft. And if anybody knows your... NBA law, I'll call it. Um, everyone knows that Mike Muscala is the reason the Sixers got this pick. So shout out, Mike. Um, but somehow Maxi fell to 21. And, you know, I I, uh, I didn't know much about him. Um, but all I'm going to say after watching him for a few years now and going back and looking at his college highlights, I'm going to thank COVID um, because that prevented March Madness from happening that year. And I can guarantee you if March Madness happened, him coming out of Kentucky would have gone much higher than 21. Uh, so thankfully, we got him. But Embiid has looked good this season. Um, however, last two games, a little bit sluggish, we'll say. Today against the Celtics, I know coming off, to a, uh, coming off of a back-to-back, um, it is tough for him. Big guy, injury issues, whatever. He was listed as questionable before the game. Um, and I think, you know, these games, I know they're important. Teams like the Celtics, Eastern Conference rivals, blah, blah, blah. If you're questionable, if you're feeling injured, if there's something lingering there, sit out. Um, he didn't play well today. He was contained by the Celtics. I think he only had like 20 points. This is coming from a guy that's averaging 34. Um... And like I said, the Celtics always get get us with Al Horford. Um, and their role players like Derek White. Last season, it was Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White. Obviously, Brogdon's gone now, but Derek White went crazy. Um, it just seemed like they just don't miss. And on the defensive end, they have Embiid figured out. And when your whole offense is Embiid-centric, it's really hard to adapt on the go. Um, look, they shut him down in the post few costly turnovers, uh, and when Tyrese Max is your only shot creator outside of Embiid, it's tough because what happens is when Maxi doesn't have an option, no one's scoring the ball. Um, the bench was a bit non-existent today. I'm talking guys like Patrick Beverly, Marcus Morris did essentially nothing. Uh, Jaden Springer had a few meaningful minutes. Uh, he had nine points, um, and he looked really good defensively. I don't know why he doesn't play more. I think he should be taking Patrick Beverly's minutes. I don't see what Patrick Beverly really offers to this team on the court. Off-court guy, great locker room presence, but I just 
I don't know why he's getting minutes uh, against teams like the Celtics. Look, going back to the Pacers game a couple of days ago, in-season tournament, uh, off that 50-point maxi game, they actually lost the next game against the Pacers. Um, and it was unfortunate because, you know, if you look at the box score, right, and you'll see that the Sixers' top four guys, Embiid, Harris, Maxi, and Melton, all had, if you look at the box score, great games. Uh, Embiid, 39-12-6. Tobias, 22-7-3. Maxi, 27-4-5. And DeAnthony Melton coming out of a slump. Um, finally scores the ball, 34-3. Outside of those guys, uh, your next highest scorers, Robert Covington, 2 points. Patrick Beverly, 2 points. Marcus Morris, 2 points. Paul Reed, 2 points. Um, and it's just, what are you supposed to do when your bench is practically non-existent? Kelly Oubre, obviously out, hit by a car. Bit of speculation about that whole thing coming out today. Apparently, there's no surveillance footage. People are questioning if he actually did get hit by a car. Look, I don't think it's something someone would lie about. Whether it's true or not, he's out anyways. Um, but... He was coming off the bench the first few games um, until PJ got traded. And then he's, he started, uh, I think it was three games. And obviously playing his best basketball off the bench, he was our sixth man. And he'd lead the offense off the bench and he gave us that spark. And when he's out, uh, and no Nicholas Batum as well, um, your bench production takes a hit. Covington comes off the bench, he starts in place of Ubre or Batum, whoever. Um, and then... Off the bench, you don't have a scorer. Beverly, Marcus Morris, Paul Reed. Um, three main guys off the bench. Not going to get it done. Uh, and, you know, that. that's not to kind of take away from how good the pace has played. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, he is just something else. Uh, and I'll talk about him more in a sec. But, um, yeah, look, early days for the Sixers, uh, I think... I think it'll be a more accurate picture when they have a full full strength team to go against play, uh, teams like the Celtics. And when they did, full strength versus full strength, Celtics, Sixers. Sixers came out on top. I know it was by one point, but when you're playing a team that... I'm going to call the Celtics a super team. Okay? They are... A, like, when you have guys like Jalen Brown and Paul Zingas out and for everyone else to step up like they did. Like, someone like Luke Cornett was huge tonight. Offensive rebounding, out of this world. Um, his, his offensive positioning, him and Drew Holiday, that two-man game, was really good. Um, team with the likes of Holiday, Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, Derek White. Derek White, man, how underrated. Al Horford off the bench. It's tough to compete. Um, and yeah, so the Celtics, really good. I don't know if they're going to be beaten in the East. Um, they were my pick to make it out of the East. Um, I'd like to say my Sixers, but I just, I'm not going to buy into them until I actually see it happen because I'm so sick of every year, you know, having my hopes up um, just for disappointment in the second round every single year without fail. Love Embiid. Love the team. I love James Harden. You know, I know he's not on the team anymore, but... You can't win anything when you drop in the playoffs. Um, and we'll have to see this year. Nothing tells me it's going to be different just yet. So, 
We'll see what happens. I've still got the Celtics come out of the East. Super team. Uh, so, onto the Pacers now. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. I just want to start off with... I can't believe that guy ever played shooting guard. He is a pure point guard through and through. Last two games, okay, 32 assists, zero turnovers. That is insane. Like, that's that's like prime Magic Johnson numbers. And it's just, why is it not being talked about more? Tyrese Halliburton, crazy jump. Um, overshadowed by Tyrese Maxey's 50-point game in their matchup where they lost. However... Halliburton's stat line was crazy and I watched that game and he just looked really good like for someone with such an awkward jump shot that is cash money um and I'll go back so his last game where they beat the Sixers um Tyrese had 33 points 15 assists 7 rebounds uh that's impressive uh Obi Toppin as well has been a very underrated addition for the Pacers but Sticking to Halliburton. The game before that, against the Sixers in the loss, 25-17. assists. 17 assists is crazy. Um, and it's it's he's had a real a real jump this year, and it raises the question, just for conversational purposes, not jumping to any conclusions. Did the Kings trade the wrong point guard? Um, not to take away from Darren Fox, fantastic player, do not get me wrong, but this guy is just something else, pure point guard, scorer, he's tall, he's a machine, um, and I think the Pacers got a good one, you know, and got a bright future ahead, Benedict Mathurin, uh, Obi Toppin is a little bit older, but Halliburton, they have pieces to trade in the future, um, who knows, this, this team is a sleeper for the next few years, I think. Um, and they're legit. The paces, the paces are legit. Um, so we'll see how the rest of their season plays out. But for now, that's my thoughts on the paces. Um, the Mavericks, on the other hand, or maybe not on the other hand, on the same hand, also very good. Uh, there was a lot of questions surrounding Dallas coming to the season. Lack of big men, lack of defense, can Luke and Kyrie coexist? Um, look, don't get me wrong. They've been very good. And the Mavericks, very good. And I want to be a believer. I, I love Luca. I love Kyrie. Look, small sample size of games for the Mavericks. Um, I'm a believer. Uh, I I think they're really good. Um, the whole thing about Luca and Kyrie coexisting, I think they work well together. Um... Two great point guards. Two fantastic players. There's no reason they wouldn't find a way to coexist. Both incredibly smart players. Um, physically and mentally talented. So, we'll see how that point guard duo pans out. But, I want to talk about Derek Lively. Um, Derek Lively has been quietly fantastic for the Mavericks. Um, today against the Wizards, he had 17, 9, and 2. Um, and he might just be the big man to solve all their problems. Uh, he's averaging a block, almost one steal a game, uh, seven rebounds, 
Uh, Derek Lively's been on a tear for them. Um, obviously, being a rookie, a little bit inconsistent, but uh, for someone coming in with a little bit lower expectations, I think he's done very well for himself. Um, and I'll come back to him in a few weeks' time and kind of give a comparison of what I'm saying now about him to the future. But right now, he's averaging 9, 7, 1 block. So 9.7 rebounds, 1 block, uh, half a steal a game. Um, look, he's only 19. Uh, and if they develop him right, he can be great for them. Uh, and only time will tell. But that is a name to look out for. Derek Lively, for sure. I'm a fan. I'm going to say that now. I'm a fan. I like Mavericks basketball. Luca and Kyrie, two of my favorite players. Derek Lively, he's caught my eye. I'm paying attention. Moving on, let's talk about a little bit less successful of a team. Uh, the Bulls. Interesting spot at the moment. Um, they have been bad this season. There's no sugarcoating it. They have been really bad. Uh, obviously, I follow Kenny, King of the Fourth Quarter. Shout out Kenny. Um, him and his, his podcast. And <laughs> I just... He's been saying some awful things about the Bulls. And honestly, I don't blame him. Uh, he's a Bulls fan. Uh, as anybody who watches him would know or keeps up with him. Um, and he's just fed up. And I think it's one of your biggest fans and endorsers on media, in the media, is fed up. Then that's a sign that there's no coming back from this, really. Uh, the Bulls, 4-8 and eight to start the season. Um, look, there's... They've been in this spot for a while now. Uh, so, obviously, they signed Lonzo. They or traded for Lonzo. They signed DeRozan. And they had that big three with DeRozan, Lonzo, Levine. Vooch and Caruso were fantastic additions. Vooch was a great complementary player to that big three. Caruso's defensive presence was insane. And that team looked really unstoppable. First seed before Lonzo got injured. Um, and unfortunately, tragic injury for Lonzo. He has been out for the last, what, three years. I think it was 2020 he got injured or 2021. One of those years. Um, and it's the end of 2023 and there's no timeline for him to come back, unfortunately. Um, look, I love Lonzo. Big Lonzo fan. I actually met his dad, LeVar. Fantastic person. Um... But I think this is the end of the road for the Bulls and their experiment. I've been saying this for a while. I think the Bulls should blow it up. Um, and there has been talks of Levine being traded. Um, it's mutual interest from both parties, apparently. And I'm not surprised at all. Um, look, Levine, there's been rumors about Levine for the past two seasons. Um, and rightfully so. You know, he's... A, Great talent being wasted on the Bulls. I think they just need to blow it all up, start from scratch, draft picks, young guys, just a complete overhaul. Um, DeRozan could be really useful to a contending team, as could Levine, as could Vucevic, as could Caruso. Now, Caruso, very underrated player. Um, I want the Sixers to trade for Caruso as a Sixers fan. I think he'd fit right into the system this year under Nick Nurse's style. Uh, his defense... And his defense is crazy. Um, I think he'd be the perfect piece. Him or OG Ananobi, but we're talking about the Bulls now. So Caruso, 
Name to watch on the trade market. I think he does get traded this season. But back to Levine. There's been rumors about Philly. Please no. Rather not. Um, the reason for that is, look, he's uh, Levine's great. Do not get me wrong. Fantastic player. Uh, and it's not a knock on his talent. Me saying I don't want him in the sixes. I don't want the ball out of Tyrese Maxey's hands. Simple as that. Um, you want to develop a young guy, let him play. Um, and I think the reason for his development and big jump now is because James Harden's gone. Um, so bringing Levine back or bringing Levine into the team, I think would be detrimental to Tyrese Maxey. Um, and I don't think he really fits the style that the Sixers play. Um, I'd prefer a defensive player, which is why I said Caruso. I think Levine would be a good addition on the Lakers, actually, or the Miami Heat. Um, two teams who I think are missing a piece. Uh, with the with the Lakers, they have assets. They've got D'Lo, Rui. Look, you don't trade Austin Reeves, I don't think. Uh, and I don't think the Bulls would take him, to be honest. But you've got guys that can be easily flipped for draft capital, like Rui and D'Lo. Um, could throw guys like Torian Prince in there. I don't know what's too much for the Lakers. I wouldn't give up too much for Levine. I I think he's on an expiring contract, if I'm not wrong. I was wrong. He's not on an expiring contract. He signed a contract extension last year. Um, I think he's got three years left. Uh it's, it's, it's very risky. Um, we'll have to see how it plays out at the end of the day. Um, there's no telling where he could go. As I said, I think the Lakers and Heat are great options. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I think he should be traded. I think the Bulls' whole gig is up. And it's time to move on. Uh, get the Rosen out of there. Get Levine out of there. Start from scratch. The Bulls, yeah, it's, um, it's tough, but... I think I think we see the the franchise blow it up this season. Anyways, moving on. The NBA released their power rankings yesterday. And it's interesting. So this was before the Sixers played the Pacers and Celtics. So they were number one. Um, and what I found really interesting was that the Minnesota Timberwolves were number two. Um, and look... Timbles, great team. Uh, they've been great this season. Anthony Edwards is fantastic. Uh, Rudy Gobert's been playing well. The whole team's been playing well. I don't think they're above the likes of the Nuggets and the Celtics. Even the Mavericks, to be honest. I don't think there should be two. doesn't take away from the Wolves. I just, I think the NBA's got it wrong there. Um, the Nuggets were third. Look, it's tough. Uh... Nuggets and Sixers, both fantastic teams. Look, right now, um, after the past two games for the Sixers, they drop. Nuggets probably go up. I don't think the Timberwolves should be number one. If the Sixers drop, the, the Timberwolves can't be number one. Um, but the number four spot as well, the Celtics. I think the Celtics should move up to one. No Jalen Brown, no Porzingis, and they took down the, 76, uh, the 76ers. I know they weren't fully healthy, the Sixers, but... It doesn't matter. Uh, the Mavericks, number five. Look, I don't hate that. Um, but a really interesting placement as well is number six, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, great team. Fantastic team. I'd have a team like the Rockets right now above OKC. Um, 
look for to, to, to branch off from that. The Rockets, slow start to the season. I think they were 0-3. Six-game winning streak since then. Um, and they've just looked really good. Uh, the, the, the Thunder, I guess, look, it's not a terrible uh, place for them. Um, but you've got the Thunder and the Rockets above the Pacers, the Bucks, and the Warriors. I mean, I don't know. Uh, the Suns as well. I know the Suns have been losing games because of injuries. Um, but I just don't see how those other teams are higher than them in the power rankings. I know power rankings doesn't mean the better teams, like, necessarily. But that's just the way I view it. Um, but yeah, so I'll be keen to see in the next release who is at the top and the bottom. For me right now, I've got Celtics number one, Nuggets two, Sixers three. Right now, would it be a hot take to put Pacers four? I'm not sure. Maybe the Bucks. The Bucks, Pacers, Mavericks, all up there. I got the Rockets up there to be honest, with the Timberwolves as well, obviously. Um, but it's anyone's game to be honest. Power rankings don't really mean much. It's just a good conversation to have. Um, there was a uh, there was some beef in the NBA yesterday. Uh, yesterday was the in-season tournament games, um, and it was interesting to see the Warriors versus the Timberwolves, uh, and two players get ejected, three players get ejected in the first two minutes, one and a half minutes. Um, Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels had a little bit of a, 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 a little bit of a tie-up, scrap, whatever you want to call it. No punch was thrown, um, and this is where it gets interesting. So Rudy Gobert comes in, obviously. I thought he was playing Peacemaker. I'm going to stand by the, the, the fact that I think he was playing Peacemaker. I don't think he did anything wrong there. Draymond Green, like a complete idiot, comes in, grabs him, puts him in a headlock, drags him across the court while the dude's actually fighting. We're not. Like, I don't understand that whole justification of that. I get people don't really like Rudy Gobert. Draymond, I think that was so stupid. Um, look, his... I, mm, Draymond, it's a tough topic with Draymond, like, I don't think, I have respect for Draymond as a player, but at the same time, like, he makes himself so unlikable, and I don't know if I can maintain that level of, level of respect, like, he is dirty at the end of the day, that's a fact, like, the whole Sabonis thing last year in the playoffs, that was silly, um, I don't know why he put Gobert in a headlock, it was stupid, and... What's even more stupid is the fact that I feel like none of the Timberwolves players came to defend their, their guy, their boy. You know, nobody got in Draymond's face after. Nobody attempted to properly break it up. I mean, Cat was there, but Cat didn't really do much. He was just kind of like soft on the side, get off him. Like, you know, I'm not trying to act like Mr. Tough, but like, you know, throw hands for your teammate. Don't let, how are you going to let Draymond Green bully your teammate like that? Um, I don't know. Draymond Green, five-game suspension. Deserved. I'm sorry, any Warriors fans. Look, it's just... Even the Warriors um, commentators were very biased in that whole uh, ordeal. Like, when they were commentating on it as well, I think they were saying, like, something like, oh, Draymond barely touched him or whatever. It's like, brother, come on, man. Like, what are you being silly for? Um, Gobert got fined, as did Clay and McDaniels. Everyone, um, look, a lot of people think that the NBA got it right. Um, 
there's some people saying that Gobert should have been ejected. Completely disagree. I think that's one of the most stupid things I've ever heard. Gobert did nothing wrong. Tried to break up a fight. Got put in a headlock. I think he got assessed a tech. Got fined, whatever. Okay. Clay and Jaden, there's barely anything. You separate them, and that's the end of it. I don't know. I think it was just a stupid, very stupid um, handling of things by both teams. On the other hand, Lakers-Grizzlies, a little bit of a scuffle between Anthony Davis and Desmond Bain. I think Anthony Davis pushed Santi Aldama. Is, is, that, is that the guy's name, Santi Aldama? Um, I think Anthony Davis scored a bucket, thought he got fouled. Um, pushed the dude to the ground. Desmond Bain got in his face, chirping at him, whatever. I respect that a lot from Desmond Bain. You know, don't touch my teammate. It's as simple as that. Um, and that's what I think the, the Timberwolves should have been more like towards Draymond Green. You know, Desmond Bain's the type of guy you want to have on your team who's going to have your back. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. Uh, nothing major in the Lakers game, but that Warriors game was just stupid. Um, and... To end off the show, I want to talk about Chet versus Wembenyama. Um, a couple of days ago, OKC versus Spurs in the in-season tournament, um, and you know, anticipated matchup, Chet versus Wembenyama. And anyone watching my or listening to my episode last week would know that I had Chet over Wemby for my Rookie of the Year pick. Uh, as the week's gone on, I've learned that even if I do believe that Chet's the better player, Victor Wembanyama is going to win Rookie of the Year anyway. It's uh, it's it's kind of written, I think, at this point, not to take away at all from Victor Wembanyama's uh, game. He's a fantastic player. I do still think Chet will have the more effective season, but the hype around Wembanyama um, is going to be unmatched. And I did make a point last week that the the Thunder had a much better team. Uh, and they do. They showed it against the Spurs. They beat them by almost 50. Um, sorry, almost 40. They beat them by 34 points. Uh, 36 points, I think. Um, and, you know, I, I guess it got proven right. Um, and that's my whole kind of justification on why I thought Chet would beat Wemby in the Rookie of the Year race is not generally or necessarily because I think he's the better player, which I which I do think he's the better player. He will be the better player. Um, but I think the campaign, or I thought the campaign would be elevated by how much better Chet's team is. But um, I think, look, from, from the media coverage that I've seen Victor Wembanyama get and the media coverage I haven't seen Chet get, I think it's kind of written now that Victor will win the award. However, going back to the actual matchup, uh, it was a little bit underwhelming. Um, both players under double digits in scoring. Wemby was big on the boards, 14 rebounds, 8 points, 2 assists, and Chet pulled up 9 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. Um, look, Chet didn't shoot that well. Uh, 3 from 10 for the from the field, 1 from 5 from 3. Uh, look, it's just a bad shooting game. It was just unfortunate that we didn't get to see a great... A great first matchup between the two, but, you know, many more to come, both in the same conference. Uh, same for Victor. Four from 15 from the field, zero from three. Sorry. Yeah, zero from three, from three. Um, poor shooting night from the both of them. Uh, Wembenyama had two blocks. 
and Chet had one. Chet had two steals. But, um, oops, another voice crack. What's going on today? But look, Shea and Giddy were big in that game. Um, 18 and 28 points, respectively. Uh, Giddy near triple-double. It's the first matchup. Doesn't mean much at all. There will be plenty more in the future. Um, but would have been nice to see a more entertaining game. A bit of a closer game rather than a blowout. But as I said, the Thunder do have the much better team. So, Anyways, that'll wrap us up for episode two. Um, thank you guys for listening. I know still a bit shaky with the whole setup um, and schedule. I'll definitely have that fixed fixed soon. Um, this is going to become a priority in my life and I'm going to try my best to make this work. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed and I hope I will see you or you will see and hear me next week. Uh, for those listening on Spotify, don't forget to rate this five stars. YouTube, give it a like, share, subscribe, whatever you have to do. Uh, follow it on Spotify, share it to your friends. And yeah, thanks for listening. I'll uh, see you guys next week.